Conversations on Economic Opportunity, produced by Ann Arbor Spark. Ann Arbor Spark is a public private academic partnership that's creating economic activity and prosperity in the Ann Arbor region. Innovative businesses and leaders are what make Ann Arbor a destination for startups and growing global businesses. By sharing their stories, they share what makes this region stand out for the exceptional schools, abundant parks, amazing community services that all contribute to our quality of life. Conversations on economic opportunity are a way to spotlight those who are helping this region thrive. Good day. Joining me is Tara Lanigan of May Mobility, and we're having a little conversation about some exciting news and things we're doing in Ann Arbor. Tara, it's good to see you. But first for the audience, because, you know, we, we have a lot of people who may not know what or who May Mobility is. So tell us a little bit about the company and give us a little bit of an orientation to what need you're trying to fill. Yeah, absolutely. So May Mobility is a self-driving shuttle startup based here in Ann Arbor. We're focused on working with cities to make the world a safer, greener, and more accessible place through our technology. Um, And we also firmly believe it's important to get this technology out on the road today so people can learn about it, try it for themselves, and cities can figure out how it fits into their future plans. So as of This month, we're on the streets of Grand Rapids, Michigan, Arlington, Texas, Indianapolis, Indiana, and then as of a few days ago, Ann Arbor. Yeah, we're really excited about that. Before we talk about the project, tell the folks a little bit about the facility and your presence in Ann Arbor, because we're we're not only excited about the, the demo project, but we've been excited about working with you over time to grow the company. Because part of what Spark's about is, well, let's help the company grow here if they can sell goods and services to the rest of the rest of the country. That's that's like one of our underlying goals. So tell us a little bit about your presence here in Ann Arbor, where it's at, um, how many people are working there, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So we're just over four years old. Um, our CEO, Ed Olson, is a professor at the University of Michigan, and he had a robotics lab at the University of Michigan, um, and he ended up bringing a lot of his grad students and employees over to form May Mobility uh, just over four years ago. And we've been uh, in a few places in Ann Arbor, but we're currently over at Avis Farms by the airport. Uh, We're over 200 people now, so we've grown quite fast. I think when I joined three years ago, it was about 50 people. Um, So yeah, we've been in Ann Arbor for a while. We hope to be here forever. It's a, a great HQ. Um, so even though we're over in Avis Farms, we try to get downtown and A2Go is a great way for us to keep doing that. Right. Well, we, we you know, Spark's mission is to support, you know, all of Washtenaw County. And we think wherever the project located, it benefits, you know, all the all the citizens. So that's great. So let's little, let's talk a little bit about uh, the exciting uh, things that are going on as we are recording this. So I think people in Ann Arbor have seen your shuttles on the roads for well over a year. I know that with connected and autonomous vehicles of this type, there's a lot of testing. So you're, you're, you're doing shakedowns of various new software and things like that. But uh, right now, you know, you've been gearing up for the launch of what we're calling A2Go uh, in uh, downtown Ann Arbor. Uh, which is time to start now with um, our Technology Week, A2 Tech 360. So tell us about that project. Yeah, so A2Go is the on-demand self-driving shuttle service that, like you said, was just launched during A2 Tech 360, uh, or is is currently in its 
you know, you can ride if you're at A2 Tech 360. Um, and the service area is from south of campus at the Forum Building up to the Amtrak station in Carytown, then over to Main Street and over to State Street near campus. Um, and you can ride 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on weekdays by downloading the May Mobility app on your phone and selecting a pickup and drop-off location within the service area. Um, it's free. It will run for at least a year through the end of September of 2022. Um, and that's all because some, some awesome organizations were able to come together to make it happen. So M-City, Spark, MEDC, and then some local startups forum and important technologies. So um, just on the one point that you made, so when someone calls for the service, do they need to be at a particular location on the route or is it is it anywhere on the route? Just to be clear for, for both folks. Sure. So when you go into the app, you'll see that service area that I, I tried to describe. It's it sounds a little wonky, but it is, you know, it's it's downtown and then right. towards South Campus. Um, as long as you're within that service area, you the, it will tell you what the nearest pickup location is. You're usually within about a two block radius of that. Um, so you don't have to walk too far. Um, so that that's what makes it demand response. There aren't, you know, specific stops. Um, there are just various pickup locations throughout the service area. So how many vehicles are, are uh, in service at any one time? Sure. So there are six vehicles total, and we'll usually cycle through around three or four vehicles at a time on the route, just depending on demand. Um, and so you'll see our uh, Lexus hybrid vehicles on the road, as well as our electric uh, Polaris Gem, which is our wheelchair accessible shuttle. To share with the audience, one of the things that we've been trying to do at Spark uh, with the support from our various funding sources um, is to, uh, to some extent, turn the streets of Ann Arbor into a living laboratory for some of these technologies. I mean, it's one thing to develop a technology and do it in a controlled environment, which many people know we have here, like M-City or American Center for Mobility. Um, What's cool about this, I think, is we, we are actually putting this out and, and being able to see exactly how, as you are doing in a couple other cities, how the public reacts to this, how, how it works and all that. So, so why, you know, is, why is Ann Arbor, I mean, you've, you, obviously we've wanted you to do it here, but is there some aspects of Ann Arbor that make this a good place to uh, do this demonstration and test um, what the technology can do? Yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned earlier that we're really focused on getting this technology onto the streets today. So because Ann Arbor is so dynamic, we see it as a really great way to continue validating the technology. Um, it's safe enough to be operating, but there are still things that we like to learn through doing. Um, so having places like intersections where students are constantly crossing or, um, you know, Main Street at 5 p.m. on a Friday, um, things like that make it a great mm -hmm. dynamic place for us to operate. And then on the policy side, May Mobil or sorry, Michigan is a very AV-friendly state. So as we continue to make improvements on the technology, we have the option to try something attendant-free down the line when it makes sense to um, on the regulatory side. Okay, that makes, a, that makes a lot of sense. One of the things I wanted to ask you about, and just that I know that we have... Uh, work with you to uh, com combine the efforts of, a, of you as our, one of our key early stage companies and another one uh, that's called Important. 
And uh, I know one of the things that some people get concerned about is sort of the inter interaction with pedestrians. And I understand that, that part of that work on this test is we are uh, uh, have another company who has got a technology to help pedestrians um, in terms of interacting with these kinds of these, these kinds of vehicles and service. Yeah, so Importance app does does focus on pedestrian safety. So it's great that they're able to take some data that we're sharing with them through the partnership to continue validating their own technology. Um, we do have a separate system on our side. So it's, they're not talking to each other um, at this point, but it is great to see that they continue to be able to yeah. get to work together and they get to use our data um, on, on the streets of Ann Arbor. Yeah, so it's like one of the other things just to share with the audience that we we tend to look for is uh, is there opportunities for multiple companies that we might be supporting to to work together to advance themselves both. So we're real pleased that that May Mobility was was willing to do that and, and support um, this other one. So they're they're literally for folks that are listening. Uh, if you if you uh, go to our website, you can connect. Uh, to this particular program, and and you'll be able to find that the various apps that um, you have to download to be able to access this uh, and have on your phone. Um, so, you know, what what else do you think uh, communities can do to encourage the adoption of this this type of technology? I mean, you mentioned that we're, a, I guess, a company friendly uh, state relative to the development of these technologies and Ann Arbor's willingness and to be a partner in this project and allow the streets um, to be used in, in this way is really important. But are there other things that the communities can do to encourage this type of deployment in their communities? Yeah, I mean, this is a, an important question. It's, it's definitely the adoption by cities and communities that will make sure um, that shared public AVs are the prominent way that we use this technology as a society rather than expensive personally owned autonomous vehicles. So AV pilots have really been the most effective at helping um, people in communities get past that mental barrier of, you know, what the heck is this? How does it work? Is it safe? Mm -hmm. um, as well as the question of, is this for me or is this just for rich people? Um, so cities investing in these AV pilots go a long way with encouraging adoption. Yeah, so it was interesting. As a part of our uh, A2 Tech 360 week, um, it was just recently concluded, but we had um, a mobility summit, if you will, where we were bringing lots of, of folks involved in various aspects, companies and, and leader thought leaders in this area. And it was interesting. Uh, we did have a kickoff from um, uh, as a keynote or a kickoff speaker uh, was Congresswoman Debbie Dingell. And, and the one thing she pointed out, which I think is is really the promise, one of the very great societal benefits of this kind of technology is the potential to offer mobility to folks that are challenged by that. So, and what I mean by that is say you're elderly or um, disabled, or perhaps, you know, you, you uh, have given up the driving. This, this technology gives you enhanced mobility as it gets future if you deployed in the future. If you think about that, you know, an elderly person who might wanna to go to church and used to drive going to church, using that as an example, as this gets deployed more in the future, we'll be able to have this kind of vehicle uh, come to them and take them to where they want to go, which is, it would be not only that doctor's appointments, you know, there's a whole plethora of things we can talk about, but it really does um, provide, as you said, enhanced mobility 
beyond, you know, I've got a brand new Lincoln that has this technology in it uh, because I can afford that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a big part of the sustainability piece as well. We want to make sure that people aren't just driving around by themselves. That's the really auto-centric world that we've seen has not worked for everyone today. Um, So making sure that it's a shared solution is also a big part of it as well. So absolutely. Right. And and the other piece that is important is, is that it has great, it has great flexibility in terms of routes and getting to people, which, you know, one of the difficulties with the traditional mass transit model is it is very route centric and it's very about you, you got to be on this stop and make this transfer and do these kinds of things. So it offers a great, a great um, potential um, to, to have, as you said, uh, benefits from an environmental sustainability point of view from its shared use and also the fact that it, it has a societal benefit of, of giving people who may have diminished access uh, enhanced enhanced access to all the things that they need in their life. So let's close out. What's, what's next? What's uh, on the horizon? We're doing this. We're doing this as a pilot um, for the next year in Ann Arbor. Um, And I want to highlight that for everybody. So the service is essentially free. We'll see uh, what happens after the end of the year, obviously as a private sector company, monetization is a very important, you're not doing this, uh, it has this great set of benefits, but you also need to make money uh, to, to to be successful as a company. So, what's next on the horizon for for May? Yeah, um, I mean, we're excited to continue growing our team, um, launching on more vehicle platforms starting next year, and then probably a few years after that as well. Um, we'll keep scaling to new cities, and exactly what you just said, figuring out what our our monetization models look like. Um, but that's really the plan: just keep growing in in all the different ways. Yeah. So, what do you, was this? Uh, let me just follow up one question. When you say um, additional vehicle platforms, what does that what does that mean? Sure. Sure. So um, to date, we've been on the Polaris Gem electric model that I mentioned, um, that is still our wheelchair accessible vehicle. We also have the Lex- the hybrid Lexus uh, 450. But next year, we will have one to two other vehicles that will be deployed on. And then a couple of years after that, we'll add another as well. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, well, Tara, thanks so much for taking some time. Um, You know, uh, I know uh, how pressed folks involved in early stage companies are. Um, We appreciate you taking the time to share um, the news about where May is and also this exciting demonstration. So just for our audience, uh, please uh, give it a try. Uh, We we want to, this is definitely uh, an opportunity for you to experience this, but it's also a chance for us to understand what your experience was like. It'll be interesting, I think, because we're doing this over the winter. So part of the reasons that you do some of these things is, is well, this is a nice thing on a sunny day. Okay, what is it like in January, right? So I'm personally looking forward to uh, getting around downtown to some of my appointments uh, as we all get back uh, to work uh, in our real offices. And um, it should be fun. So uh, good luck with it, Tara. And uh, maybe what we'll do is as we get to the end of uh, the, the prototype, uh, maybe not this time next year, um, we'll check in with you to say, well, what did we learn from all of this and, and uh, what happens next? So good talking to you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me and hope to see folks on A2Go. Thank you for listening to Conversations on Economic Opportunity. We hope you'll like and share the content you heard today. 
For additional podcasts and information about Spark, visit annarborusa.org.